0: What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 162 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Deitch. What's going on, dude? Oh, on a a
1: beautiful, beautiful beautiful day.
0: Absolutely beautiful. Like 56 or 57 degrees beautiful.
1: Right. Yep. I had to do the old dreaded clean up the yard from the dog. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Luckily, we've had nice weather this year, so I've done it a few times this year.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, we uh we, <laughs> I, I I think unless you're uh, up on the northern half of Minnesota, you know, maybe some North Dakota and whatnot, but uh uh for the most part I think uh, most of our uh uh upper midwest area uh snow snow was kind of down this year and, and uh you know I think the farmers, uh people out in the Black Hills, they could use the moisture. Right. But uh
1: um, hopefully hopefully we have a nice wet spring. Yep, yep. Have a nice have some nice steady rains every once in a while not just all of it at once (laughs) just you know kind of space it out
0: yeah well with these uh 55 degree uh days and and in the 10-day forecast they're all up there in the 50s you know maybe high 40s even some 60s uh if we get a little bit of rain and a little bit of wind uh, uh, it could wreak some havoc on our ice down here um you know i'm sure the people up in northern minnesota north dakota you know the uh the northern part of south dakota out in the Black Hills, they're going to be ice fishing for quite some time yet. But, uh, um, for us down here in Northwest Iowa,
1: it's and our days are, are starting to dwindle. Here. Yep. So make yep. the most of it when you can.
0: Yep. I got a feeling, you know, you can probably still, uh, um, you know, you'll probably still be able to get out this coming weekend and, you know, right. probably even the weekend after that. But, uh, like I said, with a little bit of rain, uh, and some wind,
1: um, it can, it can go in a hurry. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much the ice changes in just a little bit of time that you're out there. You, you know, just today, uh, Matt and
0: I, and then, uh, my two oldest kids, we, uh, we were over on East Okaboji uh, today, Sunday, and, uh, it was really pretty crazy. You know, you, uh, when you drilled a hole and just setting your vexlar in it, it didn't take very long in that black, uh yeah. cord for the Vexar would start cutting into that yep. ice and you know i mean you could be sitting there for i don't know 40 minutes and and pick it up and i mean your your cord had worked into the ice you know two three inches it was yeah. it was pretty crazy
1: i know i noticed that with my ice skimmer i set it on the ground and pretty soon it's like <laughs> melting down into the ice i was like well, oh, okay it, i guess it is got that sun's got some power
0: you know, that's a pretty popular area where we were. You know, I, I don't think we need to beat around the bush. We were out kind of in front of the Ritz there, right in between East and West Okaboji, And, uh, you know, one thing that I'll say is, god dang it, there was a lot of just junk on the ice. There was.
1: I actually, that was one nice thing. As I was walking off tonight, I was able to pick up a propane tank that was on the I saw that, that it that worked it, its way it in finally, there a long ways. Right, it finally broke loose i walked by and i was like well i gave it a kick to see if it was broke loose enough and it was so yeah i picked it up and it is just crazy the amount of stuff that's out there
0: and just goofy stuff you know i picked up a few like one pound propane uh lids and uh, i picked up some i don't know what you white plastic thing i'm not really sure what it was but you know just wrappers and whatnot that you know that that sometimes you can't even get out because they've they've gone you know three inches down into the yeah. ice and you can see it in there, but you can't pull it out. And I don't know why we have to do better, Yeah, you know, and, and it's not all ice fishermen, you know, whatever, but uh, one pound propane lids, you know, and and propane tanks and whatnot, that isn't, and, and I get it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not stupid enough to think that I've never been out on the ice and, you know, driving away on my ATV and something goes flying out that, you know, I didn't realize I get it, you know, uh, you know, that that's not, purposely being negligent but uh you know i do think we as a whole we we have to do better because people are looking at us and and yeah. you know I, you know there, there's there's people out on the ice that that aren't uh that aren't fishermen and you know when they're walking across there and it's like holy moly we got a lot of pigs out here and, and you know it's we, like
1: that is a very popular place where we are at today with people just coming out onto the ice yeah i think a lot of people like to just to uh, be able to walk out on the ice and say that they were on a frozen lake and call up friends from different parts of the country or even the world and uh just kind of like have a humble brag and today was just a perfect day for it because there was no wind right and it was you know like you said 50 to 60 degrees out there so there's actually a family that was out there yep and they were first they came up to me and uh they were talking to me he was facetiming with a co-worker of his from dubai
0: dubai yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: and like was telling him like you know for the next team building thing i say we go ice fishing you come over here we're going to do some ice fishing, you know, because he said that he was just over there yep, and like a week ago or something like that. And he's saying how it's 90 degrees, 100 degrees, and they're out there doing all this team building stuff. He's like, well, you guys come over here. And he goes, this is a nice day for it. And he was like videoing, like sending videos of me trying to catch fish and some of the fish that I had on the ice. So it was, it was kind of cool. But then they went over to you, which I think is really neat. And it was this guy and his daughter at first. Yep. And you started talking with them a little bit and just, you know, cause you're a talker, you, you enjoy doing that. Finding I, out, you, you enjoy finding people's stories, which is awesome. I mean, yep. you do a great job of doing that. And pretty soon you asked the daughter, I mean, if she wanted to try to catch a fish and she was all about it. And yep. I just think it's totally awesome that you were, you know, I mean, you helped her out, you were showing her how to work the Vexlar and everything like that. and talking her through it and pretty soon the mom and two boys came walking out too and you caught helped the daughter catch a fish and then she, pretty soon, she caught it on her well, own yeah, like yep. I mean
0: I, I showed her how to do it but I mean she legitimately uh you know I'd I showed her when a fish was coming in and I, I said you know hey you know kind of slow down your jig a little bit and next thing you know <laughs> that the end of that rod's going and I'm like yank on it <laughs> yeah and- yeah
1: that was pretty cool and then so then pretty then he asked if one of the boys wanted to catch one and they were right in there on it and you were trying to help them to get one too so i don't know it's it pretty cool because those that family seemed really appreciative i know they were appreciative yep. of it well and the cool thing is you start talking to them and you're just like oh you know where are you from you find out where they're from and then originally, his mom was originally like, from uh, where you're right yeah so it was just like you know just the connections that are made is pretty cool and I don't know, it just it just goes to prove that uh we're all ambassadors of the sport. I mean we should all be doing that.
0: Yep. You know, I think uh I think ice fishing can can have that stigma where it's just a bunch of guys out on the ice that go out there to get drunk and tell their, you know, wives that they're out there fishing and and I have no issue if you are one of those guys That gets together with your buddies on the weekend and goes out and catches fish and drinks a bunch of brujas like there's there's nothing wrong with that that's how you want to spend your time whatever but you know i mean nowadays we got mayors thinking that we've got (laughs) prostitutes and ice shanties and and uh you know like i mentioned earlier you get some trash on the out there on the ice and whatnot and i think we've all got to do a better job we're all on the same team and you know matt matt kind of talked about it earlier uh you know everyone wants to be on a pro staff everyone wants to be on a pro staff we'll be on the ice fishing pro staff that's
1: exactly right you
0: know i mean promote this sport you know not just ice fishing but fishing as a whole outdoors as a whole and you know hopefully hopefully that put a spark in that little girl's you know mind that you know someday she you know hopefully that dad's like you know what she really liked that she never quit talking about it and you know Maybe that's a family that starts a tradition now. That every single year, uh, you know, the first week of March, they come to Okaboji and they hire a guide and exactly. they all go out ice fishing, and that becomes their you know family deal. And you know, hopefully down the road, that guy's like, you know what, I think I can do this, and he and he gets himself, uh, you know, a fish finder and a and a nice shack and a few combos, and you know, hopefully those kids grow up fishing, and and you know, it's just. I don't know. Hopefully, that's that's a family that grows in in the fishing world.
1: And well, and if anything, at least even if they don't like want to start fishing or want to do it, at least they have respect for it. Right, and they're just like, you know what? Yeah, those are some yeah, pretty those are those good are, people. Those are good people out there. Yep. You know, like yep. they're not afraid to show up at a lake and walk out there and just start talking to somebody. They're not going to get. The grumpy you know cold shoulder or anything like that like like well oh, just leave me alone and stuff like that i gotta i'm trying to catch fish because i gotta prove something to somebody right <laughs> you know it's just i mean i just thought it was really really cool that i mean you just started chatting with them and got those kids going with it and you and you said you know like the dad asked the daughter hey you know did you really like that maybe maybe next year we'll have to do it again you yep. know so like you said hopefully they do come back hopefully they If they don't want to get the stuff, they hire a guide, and I don't know. It's just it's good for everybody when stuff like that happens.
0: Well, it wasn't good for me because I found out that some little 10-year-old girl that caught her first fish ever, she said it was her first fish ever, period. uh, I think she's better than me. (laughs) I think she's better than me because I was was not exactly lighting them up at that point in the day, and uh, she came out there, and I think she had the rod in her hand for, I don't know, two, three minutes, and and doo-doo-doo. Well, I don't know. She had the cadence. I was
1: I was hoping she was gonna crush like a fourteen inch crappie or something like Wouldn't that. Wouldn't that have been
0: something? <laughs> yeah. I, I would have cried and
1: laughed all in the same <laughs> time. That would have been one of those uh uh-huh, that's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, At the last time. All right, that's nobody else gets to. Yep. <laughs>
0: you know, uh we walked off the ice today and and in my mind I've I've just got it, it it's it's not for sure, but that might have been my last, um, might've been my last ice trip for the year. Uh, I can't say that hundred percent sure. I actually, now that I think about it, I've got this coming weekend free, but, uh, um, I leave a week from Monday, the day that this podcast comes out. Um, I'll be going on a family vacation to a tropical destination. And, uh, I don't think that there's a ton of ice down there, but we do, <laughs> I did book a fishing trip, uh, uh, while Let's we're down there, tropical. Yeah, exactly. Flint tropics, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, Flint Jackie Michigan. moon.
0: <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I, uh, may, maybe this coming weekend, if, if the ice is still good and I get a, I get a little bit of time, maybe I'll, I'll try to run out somewhere and, and do it again. But, um, there is a chance that today was my last, uh, last trip, Matt. I think you'll probably maybe get out. Uh, I'll
1: try. Uh, if, if, I if Friday, all things, right. I got Friday off, so maybe I'll see what the weather's like and see what the ice conditions are like. And,
0: yep. But one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about is, uh, um, you know, end of the, end of the ice season, uh, things to do because, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I, I've also been that guy that, uh, pulls your ice shack, uh, into your garage and, uh, you know, you think that you're m- maybe going to go again. So, Uh, you know, you kind of leave it sitting there, leave it sitting there, leave it sitting there, and all of a sudden, four weeks later, it's like, yep, (laughs) I ain't getting out anymore this year, and you throw it in your storage spot, and next year, at the end of November, you pull it out, and it's like, oh, man, you know, I've got dried up old wax worms in here, (laughs) you know, uh, nothing got charged the way it should have, because, you know, I'll, I'll go into this, so...
1: Do we aren't we aren't we supposed to do that now? Isn't that being hard on your gear?
0: Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, so
1: we kind of are supposed to just do that now. We can't clean them up.
0: Just one of the things I like to do is just drag it out in my yard, let it <laughs> get rained on a couple times. That's how I clean my. Shack. That's right. That's I mean. Think that's being hard on your gear? No, just giving it a good bath, <laughs> car wash, anything like that. But, uh, um, you know, I think. They they do recommend to store your uh, batteries at a full charge or next to a full right. charge. So uh, I think that's one thing. Just just throw your throw your flasher batteries, your your camera batteries, whatever. Throw them on the uh, charger one last time, and then store them. Uh, you know these batteries aren't getting any cheaper, and especially with everything going on in the world right now in. Uh, uh, you know Ukraine, Russia, and whatnot. That's where a lot of that lithium comes from. So it I is. think the lithium batteries are going to be skyrocketing. If you can get your hands on one, might be the time to buy it if you can. But uh, um, yeah, chart your you know store that stuff with uh, mostly uh, full charge. Um, reorganize the jig box. Yep, take an inventory. Take, take an inventory. But if you're like me and you uh, bite off a jig because you want to go with a different color and you throw it in your jig box and it's still got an inch of line on there. That's what I do. And at the end of the year, you got 12 jigs sitting in there with, you know, a bunch of fishing line and whatnot. Just go through there, re-tidy it up. Uh, you know, come, come late November next year. And if, if you're anything like me, finally you hear that there's good ice, you pull your stuff out and you're ready. You know, you want to get going. You, you know, you want to nope. charge, you know, Put the vexlar on the charger, and the next day you want to get going, you don't want to spend any time. If you don't do it right now, guess what? You're going to go a whole nother year with, without doing it. So just just reorganize all that stuff. Clean out the bottom of your shack. Uh, if you're anything like our buddy Ramrod, he, he at one time forgot a perch in there for a whole entire year. Uh, Mummified. Yeah. I mean,
1: does that surprise and, anybody? And And – don't forget to empty out your bait pucks right and like Your and your bait buckets i had to spend a little bit of time cleaning out a bait bucket this afternoon so oh boy yeah i had a few minnows in there from earlier this year and you know there was a little bit of water in there so it froze all winter mm. and well, now it's warming up a little bit it beautiful like, whew, beautiful, whew. beautiful like oh that's right <laughs> you just
0: hope that you don't open up that bait puck like in four weeks after that thing's been sitting there at like 55 degrees
1: right oh yeah
0: back when i used to sell bait i did that one time i opened <sighs> up a little 250 count of wax worms in my basement Ooh. and they were all alive
1: really like all bugs. the wax flies yeah <laughs> just go. Uh,
0: and that was a mess it was a stinking mess I I mean I closed it again, but I I mean I had to have let a good twenty pack out, <laughs> freaking got a dang herd of freaking wax moths or whatever the hell they are flying around the house, and I'll tell you what, happy wife, happy life. Well, you get you let go a twenty pack of freaking wax moths in the house, and, and there ain't nobody the happy. There ain't nobody happy.
1: Freaking mess. Absolutely. Well, that's mess. A, you know that's a good point to even like go through your bibs and your jackets and empty out all your pockets oh, yeah. too so you know what's in there i mean maybe have some gloves that you need to wash half eaten uh, granola bar right yeah who that's, knows that's, what that's i mean that's a good reason to go through the shack too you know a lot of them have pockets on the tarps yep. and uh you just kind of throw your empty wrappers in there take those out
0: when if you got a bunch of half eaten snacks in there
1: you know what likes to find those mice Yep,
0: and then you got a real mess
1: yeah then you I got like, a real mess i like to also like what i do with my flip over shack is you know set it up air it out like you said clean the clean the tub out good everything like that i actually take the windows out of mine oh yeah the yeah. plastic windows and store yeah. them i don't so have that, that, that way, option so they don't crack and everything uh i also i'll take some dryer sheets and put them in like when i fold it down put it in the fabric and everything like that so is that
0: supposed to keep mice away they that that yep.
1: yep that and and also too it Makes your shack smell nice, like when you're coming into the next season and ready to go. Oh, so. If you got
0: a prostitute that comes by, and <laughs>
1: mm. Mm. well, that's that's a whole different glitter. That's a whole different having to clean up to get put your stuff away. Yeah, to need <laughs> some an- goo gone for that.
0: to <laughs> <laughs> need some goo gone.
1: You might need to take it down to the car wash and pressure wash the yeah. inside of the shack out. Oh, geez. But no, I mean there's all kinds of things that a guy can do. Another another good tip too is like your ice fishing rods. Uh, take the tension off the line Yep, you know so that your rod isn't like bent over the whole summer long and gets that kind of memory in your rod and that kind of sucks all the time especially on those noodle rods do you you know i know jesus you're trying to fight the microphone i am i am trying to give it an
0: uppercut i think you won i think <laughs> you won it's down uh you know, both you and I Matt, we use uh, some of these gold snap uh, rubber bands on the handles of our rods to hold on our reels. Are you the type of dude that takes those off? I know there there's a bunch of guys that take them off and and totally take their reel off. I don't, I don't do it. I don't, I don't do it.
1: But and then when I get out there after a few years, I start looking at it and it's like, "Oh, I got brown rubber bands yeah, like Yeah, they're going to they're going to bust one of these times and I'm yep. just like and I just I don't keep, know running it, yeah. keep running it.
0: Keep running it. It's an experiment. It it's an experiment. How long can you go? Are you, do you restring every year? No. Hell no me neither. Frick that.
1: No like I I'm, don't.
0: Hell I I might go 5 years <laughs> on freaking a
1: I got some pretty old line on I, a few of my reels.
0: I go until it gets down to the point where it's like if you this is how you decide if your rod needs new line. If you caught a pike would it spool you, or would you have a chance? That's how you. That's how you decide. If if you know one hundred percent, now that thing would spool me. Time to get yourself some new line on there. That's you got to give it the pike test.
1: The old pike test.
0: That's that's how you do it. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. That's an old Minnesota wise tale. <laughs> Actually, I just made it up. It's, it's it's a new form of testing your line. Yep. So today, while we were out on the ice mat, uh. Um, Colby Craninger was out there. Uh, Colby and Ben Luderman, uh, the people that never seem to lose an ice tournament. Uh, we had both of them on two, three weeks ago. Um, since then, I think they won another Ultimate Panfish League. I think they won Team of the Year in Ultimate Panfish League. They did. I don't know. They're probably probably about to fricking jackpot a couple five five six more tournaments yet this year everyone thinks ice fishing's done not them they're they're gonna make some more money yet but uh they uh colby at least was out there i guess ben was out there too at a different part of the lake we didn't see him but uh you know when we had had them on we had talked about can these guys turn it off can they turn it off or are they in freaking seek and destroy mode at all times and I think we got our answer today. <laughs> they are in seek and destroy mode at all times. It was fun watching Colby. I think he came by, and I noticed I noticed his jersey, and I'm thinking, golly, I think that's either Colby or Ben. But I didn't realize that they had a snowmobile. Well, come to find out, Colby got himself a brand-new snowmobile yesterday. So uh, how, how long do you think he was out there? Hour, hour and a half? Something like that. I don't think he ever dropped a line.
1: I don't. I didn't see him drop a line.
0: He literally would go... Go along about every 30 or 40 yards, drill a hole, never even get off of his sled, drill a hole, drop a live scope, drop a camera, look around, pick it up, move on. And I mean, he literally did this for 50 holes. I mean, just would go, drill, scan around, move along. Drill, scan around, move along. Drill, scan around, move along. And I mean, just... Want, you know, I mean It was very efficient watching very watching, efficient. You know I, mean? I, I I don't know what you call that. There's gotta be a name for it.
1: Seeking and destroying.
0: Seeking and destroying in full seek and destroy mode was Colby Craninger. And uh, you know, like we had said, we, we had thought, can these guys turn it off? And the answer is no, they cannot turn it off.
1: I think he was having fun. Oh, he was having a blast. Like he told us when we, we, we talked to him on the phone, he said his favorite Part is you know breaking down a lake and going out there and finding these fish he enjoys finding the fish this is a lake he that doing. he's
0: fished well i know but twenty-five thousand times but he doesn't want he to, knows where the fish are at right he, but he I doesn't mean, want to
1: waste time hoping that they're there i mean he wants to go and he wants to find the fish and he i mean he was going around there and i mean he like think about all the bites he could have been on like now he's got all these options like do I want to go chase yellows do I want to go chase bluegills do I want to go chase crappies you know he has all those options now and I mean he ended up fishing so yeah for a little bit but then <laughs> I think he was
0: back on his snowmobile again seeking and destroying
1: it's crazy yeah, it is it is it's fun to watch those tournament guys how they do that stuff
0: you know there's probably people that if if they would have been watching me you know, when I stopped to to help out that family, you know, for 15, 20 minutes, they're like, oh, well, you didn't get to fish for 20 minutes. Well, Colby didn't fish for an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, he just literally was out finding fish. Like, I was finding fish. I dropped my Vexar down. Oh, yeah, sure as shit. There's a fish. I I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. I I guess I'm not that guy that, that just loves going around and finding fish. But he had a little Aquaview Micro, and when I went up and talked to him, he's like, Oh yeah, a bunch of yellow bass in here. Ooh, some nice gills, you know. Whatever. Nope yeah, he's he's moving on. You know, I mean, it wasn't like you're gonna stop to pluck a few out. You know, just to say you did it. Like, nope. I think moving I think on.
1: What he was doing a little bit too. Was just like you said. He just got that snowmobile, so he's kind of like testing her out to see like what it was gonna be like. Fishing I think they call that it. putting it through the paces. I think he was, he was he was he was putting it through the paces, trying to decide how he wants to set things up. You know, he was talking to me about a little bit too about like how he wants to put different things like on the back of it, and how he's gonna set up his live scope and all that stuff. So it's real efficient, so he can even be more efficient than what we saw him doing today, which is crazy because efficiency's to, at a million, right? Because what we're watching, I mean, here we are just pulling our stuff out there, and it's like, yeah, this looks like a good spot. Let's drill here and see. Yeah, drill a hole, drill a few holes, okay, drop the Vexilars down, fish it and stuff like that. I went out there with a a
0: live scope that had a dead
1: battery. (laughs) Dead battery,
0: not a dang thing.
1: That had a dead battery, huh?
0: Yeah, that's why, I I mean, you saw me break it out. I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, hell yeah, you know, I'm going to live scope around here. Check out what's going on. Boom, dead battery. Oh, man. I had actually had it at work the last few days because I had the engineers at work. Uh, 3D print me a uh, transducer cover, which is actually pretty badass. I
1: talked, I talked,
0: told Kobe about it. So, really? Yeah. Yep. No, they uh, they made a little transducer cover for my live scope. I thought that was pretty sweet. So, I've had it at work, you know, this week so that they could measure it all out and, you know, kind of fit it, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought for sure that I'd given it to them with a full with a full charge. So either they turned it on and couldn't figure out how to turn it off. Or I, I don't know. I don't know, but she was dead, deader than <laughs> the doornail. And then I had a fricking Vexlar out there that that thing died too. So I really, yep. Huh? Which I'm pretty sure on our way back from hooked on hard water at some point in time, that thing got bumped on. Oh, okay. And, uh, so who knows how long it was actually on, but it was, uh, it was good for about two hours today, and that was it. That's all so, she wrote. But the uh, the only good thing about that was I ended up going over with Grady, and he was catching fish so stinking fast that uh, as he would be reeling them Double out, I, I yep we we uh we did the old tag team on the hole. So that's a
1: lot of fun. Like like yeah. you get into a good perch bite or like a yellow yep. bass bite where one person you know you hook it, the other one throws it down there. By the time you get yours unhooked, and if you got a rebate the other person had caught one and they're bringing it in you're throwing yours down there it can be a lot of fun it was fun you know so so after now that you've had the live scope for a full season yep what are your like how you liking it
0: oh yeah i would i would definitely do it all over again um you know, I'd, I I have absolutely zero regrets aside from the fact that now that there's a new LiveScope live well, 2.0. Well, knew but that was going to happen. Yep, yep, that is it. But uh, I would say probably the most fun I've had with it um, was out there in the Black Hills. Uh, you know, Scott Mockentune used it the one time, and he was kind of telling us when schools of crappies yep. were becoming – or schools of perch were coming through on Deerfield. And, and uh, you know, I mean, there is – I definitely think that one of the things that I got to get better at is, is changing settings. And, you know, there, there's different lakes that, you know, different things, uh, uh, come into play. Um, you know, obviously clearer water, less clear water, how deep you're at, you know, whatever. But, um, uh, overall, I, I think, I think with some more time in it and, and maybe getting out with somebody that, that really does have some experience with it, uh, I would I would like to I would like to go along with a guy like Colby Craninger right. who who you know does have one who is dropping it in scanning around you know uh, I would I would like to sit there and look at his screen and you know have him point and be like you know that right there that's what I'm looking for because I do think that there's times when I'm looking at it that I'm maybe not picking up the fish you know right. I mean it, it's not like you know they've got a big you know red circle around them that it's like oh, oh there's yeah. a fish you know this and, is a walleye this and, is a yeah you know i mean i think there too you know sometimes you gotta if there's a walleye sneaking across the bottom or something like that you have to have it sitting still you know for a little while and you can be like oh yeah you know you just kind of watch the ground move a little right. bit and uh um i i definitely would say the most fun i've had with it was out on center lake out in the Black Hills. Uh, you know, trout, I mean, yeah. with those trout, I mean, there was times when I would have 12 to 15 trout all on the screen, you know, all around. And, and, you know, when you would set the hook on one and start reeling it in, all the other ones would, you know, fly up and start chasing the one that you've got hooked. And, you know, there, there, that was absolutely freaking awesome. I have wild fantasies about, you know, dropping it down on a thing like today and, you know, scanning around and, you know, like, Oh, wow, there's a school of crappies. You know the chances of that really ever happening probably not very good. But I would like to get out, you know, to South Dakota where, uh, you know the the schools of perch are, and yeah, you know, kind of try to work that and 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 see what I can do. Um, I'm kind of excited to to mount it in my boat. Um, you know, I'm not gonna permanently mount it, but I think I'm gonna plan on uh, doing uh, some sort of a. Uh, mount uh, you know off the off the front not on the trolling motor but you know one of those uh summit poles or uh you know the fin gear poles i'm kind of looking forward to that hopefully that's something that um uh
1: you know i can do like
0: i said i don't regret it one bit i would do it again
1: um i i liked that day i fished with with it over at brookman's pond it was it was pretty cool oh yeah it it was really neat to see and then Watching you out at the Black Hills with it, it was... I mean, I fished with it out there, too. Yep. Jumped in when you had it in that time, and it is. It it really... It is crazy, like, the difference it makes. And Stu had his at Bahoya the one time, and just being able to not only find the fish, but scan it and be like, oh, there's a tree pile right over here. right. And it's like you find the structure a lot better with that than... I mean, obviously with the Vexlar and stuff like that. So it's definitely something that. The first time yeah. I ever had
0: it out, out on Lake boya that was one of the uh, first times that we went out this year. Um, and at that point in time, there wasn't a ton of holes drilled out on yeah. Lake Bahoya. And I had dropped it down and scanned around and I found the tree pile. And I was like, oh, wow. Like literally 15 feet yeah. right over that way. And, you know, then I went over there, fifteen feet, and drilled holes around in that area, and and because of that, we were able to find exactly where that was. Sit right over top of it, right off the side of it, and it was like, yeah, that yep. that kind of that right there worked. So, yeah, there there definitely. There 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 was definitely some cool moments, yeah. you know, out in the Black Hills. I'd say it really shined. Uh, you know, a couple times around here, it really shined. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's something that um, you know over time, I, I get better and better with it. And you know, I I think that all just comes with more time
1: spent using it. Yep. Yep. No, it's they're definitely pretty cool units. So. And and you got yourself uh, some sort of electronics? What'd you get? Yeah, I got a couple of the Garmin um EcoMap, uh, uhd 93 svs so what's to the plan them. there putting them in the boat uh, okay but i might look at getting a live scope transducer yep Yep. so i mean might as well now that i got them and hey you got half if, the
0: investment right you know into
1: it so i'll save up a little bit here and try to get and now you know maybe the transducers like the one that you have well they're already the price has come down a little bit on them so maybe i'll try to find one of those and pick one of those up and uh i'll definitely mount it mount it uh, on a different pole like you were talking about in the boat i'm not going to put it on the trolling motor just for a couple reasons one reason is then you know you're only limited to which way your trolling motor is yep and sometimes you know you might be facing into the wind and the rock pile might be off to the side or you know your structure might be somewhere else other than where you might be on spot lock, and right. I mean that's not where you're casting to. You're kind of ca- cable all wrapped up in it. So,
0: but all of a sudden there's some fish behind you, and it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah,
1: but no, I'm excited. Upgraded the electronics on the boat now. Just gotta find a couple people have offered to help me. Put them in, so I might have to take them up on them because I'm not real good with all that stuff. No, so. no,
0: no. That's uh, both both you and I. Neither of us are are uh, crazy with tools and building stuff and running wires. and Right. I'm an,
1: enough to make myself scary. So. uh well, I'm I'm enough to know ain't no dang chance I ain't freaking doing it. <laughs> a little project for me becomes a big project for somebody else. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that started. You want to finish that?
1: Up? That's why I. That's why construction workers gotta like me. Yeah. Because you know what? If it wasn't for guys like me, they wouldn't be have no nothing to do. we are those guys? <laughs> huh? we are those guys?
0: Matt, did you see the story? Uh, Target walleye actually had it in their newsletter, but uh, two guys got rescued two times in the span of one week in the same spot. Did you see anything about I did that? Not. Well, I'm gonna tell you a little story, and and basically what I'm doing here is I'm basically gonna be flat out reading it right from the uh, from the Target Wall ideal. but uh, um, the headline says crews rescue same two men from Saginaw Bay for the second time this week, and uh, I guess what happened is there was two guys that were actually out ice fishing, the uh, chunk of ice that they were fishing on uh, cracked and let go from the uh, From the chunk of ice that was actually connected to shore, they kind of drifted off. Uh, The Coast Guard had to come out there and help them, but in the meantime, they had a uh, pop-up camper, um, some snowmobiles, I think, maybe some ATVs, um, you know, a bunch of fishing equipment that the Coast Guard said, you ain't taking that along with us. (laughs) So, later on that week, they decided to hop in their 12-foot flat bottom (laughs) john boat and uh, let's just say the, uh, the, the swells were a little big. Okay. And so they, uh, they got out there to close to where they, th- I don't know, close to the ice chunk that their stuff was on. Um, and apparently they capsized their 12-foot dinghy. And uh, one of the guys just so happened to keep his cell phone out of the water. They called. Uh, the Coast Guard came. They were wearing life vests, but I guess they were in the water for over an hour. Wow! And uh, yeah, whoa was right. That's uh, man. So yeah, that that was number two in the same week.
1: So that's nuts. I to go out there with a twelve foot John boat thinking that you're gonna get all your stuff. Well,
0: and I, I guess at that point, you know, you've got a drop down camper out there, you've got ATVs or snowmobiles. I don't know what else he got out there. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, what are you gonna do with your twelve foot John boat? Right. I mean
1: nah. you, I don't know, guys. I get I you know what we can't say anything because <laughs> you remember that time we were duck hunting and Eric took the the decoy sled out there and <laughs> paddled around in the duck pond. That was badass. That was awesome. That was
0: badass. <laughs> Wasn't Saginaw Bay neither. <laughs> it was it was a little slough. i don't know i don't know yeah i guess i won't knock them it was their stuff they were trying to get out there whatever
1: i wonder Uh, how they get like like what you need to do on a situation like that like if you need to like obviously the coast guard isn't going to do anything to i think it's going
0: i think it's going down
1: yeah see i just that's weird that they let it just go like you think that they would have something that they could somehow get it i don't know i guess you pay a helicopter That's about your only option.
0: I mean, I I think that might be it. But you pay a helicopter, drop down a a rope, and you tie it up and bring it over to the mainland. I don't know if you could possibly drive a big boat barge deal out there and and hop off and try to get your stuff back on. But, uh, I mean, otherwise, I mean, it's not like you're going to take a big tugboat and push into the ice chunk and try to— Drive it back close to See these. Guys, I know you hop on guys, that dang they, snowmobile and you freaking send her wide right, open these, and you go across that open water.
1: That's right. These guys these guys aren't weren't very redneck, were they? They could have got over to that side, drilled some anchors into the ground, hooked that hooked up a rope to their truck. And frickin'. let that little ten horse Johnson eat. <laughs> Try to pull that pull that ice chunk back to shore. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Good for them. Good for them. Good for trying.
1: At least at least they made it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. know yeah. They I'd imagine if they didn't have their life vests on, uh, they pro- it probably probably would have been curtains. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get it. I mean, if my stuff if my snowmobile was sitting out there, it'd been like
1: been Matt everything. Clark,
0: I think we're gonna try it. Right. I think we're gonna try it. So I mean, yeah, I guess it makes headlines. It's not like not like they got rescued, you know, once for being stupid and then were you know purposely stupid the exact same way you know i mean they were doing something different just happened to be in the same area i get it i'm not gonna knock them but uh, maybe next time upgrade yeah. from the 12 foot dinghy yeah. <laughs> i guess that's what i would do but uh well guys i don't know matt unless you've got something else this is a little bit shorter episode than normal but uh um we kind of hodgepodge this episode together, I'll be honest. I uh, I had a hay bale fire earlier tonight. Me and Matt had talked earlier in the day. Um, and we had said, yeah, let's get together, you know, about 7, 7.15. That's our normal time that we normally record on Sunday nights. And, uh, yeah, it ended up being that uh, I ended up with a fire call tonight. So I got back a little bit later. I text Matt and I said, hey, man, I apologize. Uh, got called out tonight. He said, "Hey, no problem. Uh, he's got some stuff going on uh, this week in the evenings with uh, with the school. Uh, he, he's got parent teacher conference. I've got to go to parent teacher conference. Yeah. So uh, it's just one of those things that uh, it worked out better for us to try to put a little bit something together tonight. Um, you know, these were topics that obviously we wanted to talk about, anyways. But uh, um, yeah, it just so happens that uh, tonight's episode's a little bit shorter than." Than normal. Um, I guess we'll do better next week. We'll do better next week. We'll do so stinking good next week. You guys will be like, we don't even care about 162 being short. 163 was amazing. And uh, you know, we'll be like, yeah, that's just what we do. We're the Midwest Angler Podcast. And we do what we want to do. We do what we want to do when we want to do it. You
1: can't tell us what to do, dirtbags. That's right. You got a good news story. I do. All right, let's have at it. Well, last time I talked about our girls' basketball team at the school here finishing runner-up at state tournament. Well, i got to give a shout-out to the boys. The boys finished as runners-up at state tournament as well uh, this past weekend. Uh, lost to Rock Valley, town 20 miles away from here. Uh, it's kind of funny to see, you know, two schools out of the same conference playing each other for the state championship, and neither of them won the conference. They were the second- and third-place teams in the conference Ain't this Isn't that crazy? Year, so. Uh, yeah. So, big shout out to our basketball team for getting runners up, and I guess to Rock Valley for winning it. Uh, yeah. So, that was mine. That's yours. I'm going to, I'm going to give mine then to the, uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh,
0: both girls and boys, Big Ten champs doing the Lord's work. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. The girls and the boys. I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that there was another time that the Iowa Hawkeyes pulled that off, but, uh, um, sorry for the Minnesota Gopher fans. Sorry for the Badger fans. Sorry to the Huskers. Sorry, but not really sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just it's what the Hawkeyes do, guys.
1: Yeah, you got your bracket filled out yet? Not yet. They just came out. So. Jeremy
0: Claussen. Jeremy Claussen's the commissioner, bracket commissioner. He's
1: so, the uh, bracketologist. For I've already LBO. got. I've
0: already got the sheets posted up on the doors that say. Get ready for LVO, pick 'em and pray. Uh, Jeremy Clawson's commissioner talked to him about getting the brackets. He said he was going to try to find the brackets tonight. I got a feeling tomorrow morning, probably freaking twelve hours from now, we're going to freaking have those things uh, printed out and rocking and rolling.
1: And don't forget to get your uh, Bassmaster Fantasy lineup set for this week.
0: There is a there, there is, is a, a tournament this, tournament.
1: Yep, started on Thursday. So that's right. That's right so don't forget to get those set good call everybody's gonna be so busy putting their brackets together everybody's gonna forget to maybe i shouldn't have said anything because i could use all the help i need can get yeah you're down at the bottom (laughs) like i don't
0: want to be that guy to tell you but uh straight
1: up catfish right now i'm bottom feeding yeah both
0: grady and aubrey uh noticed that uh they they were putting a mean hurting on you i'm taking i'm taking a whooping that's right well you got you got quite a few tournaments to get that uh that ship uh turned back in the right direction so alrighty, um that will be episode 162 we will see you next week on a spectacular episode of uh, 163 we appreciate it guys
1: later